Welcome back to the Glacier, guys. I'm here with my co-host, Joey Fernandez. And today, we will be talking about the best team in baseball, exclusively, the Chicago White Sox. You, I mean, I mean, what isn't there to say about the White Sox? I don't know, point? man. And and with the two injuries to uh, Eloy and uh, Luis Robert, Robert, however you want to pronounce it, um, I, I we can't really ask for more. You know? Yeah, I, I, uh, I just want to say this uh, as a preface: um, we are huge White Sox fans, yes. but. Uh, putting bias aside, the White Sox are for real. Yeah. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that they're not for real. I took my thoughts to Twitter this morning. I was like, this is the first time in my life that I'll be able to tweet this. Um, the White Sox are for real. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the the best thing about characteristics about a good team is they find a lot of different ways to win. And mm-hmm. that's one thing that they're doing. Because it's not even like they're hitting the ball out of the ballpark. That's like, I feel like... That's like a big thing nowadays, but mm-hmm. with the baseball, well, according to a lot of people, the baseball not being as dead, I mean, not being as lively as it usually is, right. um, or in past years it has been, uh, I think that's good that they're not relying on the long ball. Uh, I think it's good that they're re- relying on pitching and defense, and then uh, small ball, kind yeah, of, in a way. Yeah, I mean, we have the leading batting average in the league, so that's huge, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, we got a lot of guys stepping up, uh, and the bats haven't even really, I don't even think they're, like, they've gotten hot, like, the past three games. Mm-hmm. Like, even before that, we were just we were just finding ways, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we, I remember the in the Angels game, the first series of the, uh, of the season, we were scoring runs without even, like, any hits or anything. Like, yeah. we, were, <laughs> we were just putting the ball in play. And, and it's, so, it's so funny that the fan base was panicking after that series. Yeah. Remember? I, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it just... It was like, we're done. The season's <laughs> over with. Four games in. Yeah. Now we're first in the league. We literally have the best record I mean, the look at the Kansas City Royals. They start out 16-9. and nine. They mm. dropped 10 in a row. Yeah. <laughs> they just completely fall off the face of the earth and then we saw how the yankees started and they've bounced back pretty nicely so it's like there's there's so many different uh telling signs that i feel pretty good about with the white Sox, especially Mm -hmm. their run differential because i i'm personally a pretty big really uh believer and uh and oh, yeah, run differential. Sure. Uh, I think that it definitely can show how good a team is and what a team's trend is, depending on what their run differential may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, when you look at the Sox run differential, they're the highest in baseball by twenty runs. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, what Plus else? Sixty four, and we're what thirty five games in. Yeah, exactly. It's insane. I mean, that's that's literally the best the best run differential you can really start with, unless you're winning fifteen games in a row to start the season. Obviously, right. right. But um, it just seems like if 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 the pitching is not there, um, our our bats are picking up. But when exactly. it is, when it is there, we're not scoring a ton of runs. We're still winning games, like you yeah. said. We're just finding ways. We're really controlling the pace of games this year as a team. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's a huge telling sign when the Twins have kind of. Uh, have kind of beat us up a little bit uh, over the past years, especially in 2019. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah no uh, doubt. They, they've kind of smoked us out a little bit. I think last year was a little more close, obviously, but they still got the better of us. And this year coming out and letting – I mean, not letting them, obviously, but them scoring runs in the first inning in both mm. games, and in both games we rebounded and uh, answered with runs of our own every yeah. time. I think that's like – a huge, I think that's a huge telling sign with the characteristics of this team because we haven't really had too many games where we've came back like that. Mm-hmm. We've just like, if we got up early, we would win most of the time. If we mm-hmm. if we got down early, we would probably lose. You Are you know? talking about the three nothing game the other night? Or uh, kind of yeah. It's 
it's just uh in general like our our team our team batting average after the seventh inning was pretty pretty low mm-hmm. uh coming into the season or coming into the series but uh i think that uh us responding so quickly against a, a team like the twins who are probably the second best team in the division no matter what their record says i think that's that shows a lot uh, about us and i think outside of that just like having our star players kind of get off to slower starts if you want to say Giolito, yeah. abreu Moncada, whoever you want to yeah, say definitely our 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 lower rotation guys and our our lower um back end yeah the back yeah, end the back guys. end of the lineup guys they've just picked up the slack you yeah know? exactly uh like guys like Carlos Rodon and guys like Dylan Cease uh have clearly found uh figured out something mm-hmm. uh their their strikeouts are up their controls a lot better they're yep. getting ahead in counts and that's that's really all you need to do to be a back end guy especially being a back end guy with that kind of stuff that they have yeah both of them touching uh mid to upper 90s when they have to and having great uh great off speed stuff Carlos Rodon with that wipeout slider he's always had and yeah. Dylan Cease with that nasty knuckle curve Rodon is just I don't know man I feel like there's just a different kind of fire in him this season just because of the oh, uncertainty yeah. coming in yeah getting everything. non-tender definitely almost uh, like he was he might have not even been in our rotation you know there was talks of him just kind of being like coming out of the bullpen yeah so I mean whatever he's got going on um yeah I hopefully think, he could keep this ball rolling but it's been it's been awesome to see you know yeah I think Ethan Katz the new pitching coach uh is definitely a a massive contribution to that. Uh, Carlos Rodon attributes uh, some of his mechanical adjustments from uh, spring training to him. Uh, mm-hmm. With the with the uh, the lower, like he uh, he pointed out something so small uh, about him not using his lower half in spring right. training, and that uh, he said that did wonders for uh, just in general, like his the health of his arm and uh, even a tick velocity yeah. uh, that he's been staying consistent with. Yeah. He looks better than ever. Uh, there was question marks around Cease. He's, he, I mean, they're both making strides obviously. Yeah. Um, Giolito's struggled a little bit, but, yeah. but like we said, it's fine right now. You know what I mean? Like it's still yeah. early in the season and our, our, our lower rotation guys are just, pick, seem to yeah. be picking up the slack. I think, I think all it takes is for him to get that one game where, uh, he comes out and he just shoves and, mm-hmm. and, uh, once he starts hitting his spots, it's going to be, it's going to be a little scary for everyone else because when fi- all five guys are clicking at once, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty tough to stop. I think, uh, because Lance Lynn, been, he's been what as advertised, I'd say so far, he's mm-hmm. been great. Uh, Dallas Keuchel has been pretty solid his last three or four starts. Uh, his his start against the Twins yesterday, a little bit of a hiccup, but mm-hmm. he didn't really have his best stuff. I He battled pretty good. You can't win every game either. It's just not exactly. realistic, you know. Uh, and, I mean, the offense helped him out anyway. He got a lot of run support. And his previous starts when he actually pitched good, he didn't get that much run support. So it's right. kind of funny how that works. But I, right. I, think, I think that's a pretty solid start overall from the rotation. I mean, I... They they had the best starter ERA coming into yesterday. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it still stands or not. But overall, we're fifth in the league in ERA just in general, including yeah. the bullpen. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, we haven't even really touched on the bullpen yet, which really hasn't gotten into a crazy groove yet. There's been a few guys that are just unhittable right now, but there's a couple guys that I expect to be when they turn it up a notch. It's going to be a uh, a little scary when you like Liam Hendricks, for example. Exactly. Yep. I yesterday he got tagged a little bit, but that was in the ninth inning without a safe situation. And then there's always there's always that thing with closers in the non-safe situations, like not not getting that same sort of uh, motivation. So I'm not really too worried about that. Yep. And 
Uh, I mean, Garrett Crochet and Michael Kopech. I mean, what else can you really ask for from them? I mean, Michael Kopech is uh, low to ERA with uh, great K per nine and uh, doesn't give up many hits. And uh, Garrett Crochet is an under one ERA. So, I mean, what else? Like, that's just a shutdown, and they can both go multi-innings. Kopech is just... He's blown me away. You know what I mean? Like, he... I don't know, man. There was... was Obviously, not playing last year, and and like he came into the season where like we got to restrict him, like not too many pitches, just like we're putting him out there for a little bit longer sometimes, and and he's he's just been elite, you know. Yeah, exactly. I just hope, I just hope he has enough innings in his arm uh, at the end of the season mm-hmm. when we really need him. You know? Oh yeah, for sure. Because I, I I get him. I know he's going to start on Friday and stuff, and it's a big game against the Royals, so I'm cool with it, but. I just don't want to see him get too many uh, use up too many innings too early in the season, you know. And yeah, and and dominating your division is is just it's so huge, especially for standings and everything. We're currently on a thirteen game stretch where we play only division opponents, yep. which is the Twins and the Royals, five and zero oh so far. Yep, that's huge. Yeah, it's massive. Like, I mean, these are the most important games of the yeah. of the regular season. Besides the Indians, we've been we've been creating uh, a quite quite a bit of distance mm-hmm. uh, from the other teams. Uh, yeah. The Twins are nine games back currently. I mean, that that's perfect. That's a perfect start because I, at the end of the season, I think they're truly the biggest threat that we have. So yeah, as sure. long as we create such a gap like that and don't really give them a chance, I mean, if we can get it over like twelve, thirteen games, that would be massive. You know? Oh yeah. Like I, I don't care how long the season is. Is that that's that's like a, like an extremely hard gap to make up? I don't know many teams that even really have the the mental capacity to even do something like that. No, yeah, know? it's it's just I don't know. It, it's it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> most walks as a team we have too. Um, yeah, that starts with Yasmani Grandal and yeah, his yeah. amazing stretch he's had of just somehow like. Every like every pitcher like I don't think people understand how scared pitchers are of Yasmani Grandal to throw the ball in the zone, you know. And yeah. he's so patient; he's willing to take that walk every time if you give it to him. He had a four-game stretch where he was over three with thirteen walks. Yeah, I mean that's that's incredible. absurd. Honestly. How do you how do you even manage to get walked thirteen times in four games? It just yeah. and I, it doesn't even make sense when you hear it, you know. Yeah, and I think that's. It's a, it's a great philosophy to have because the White Sox were like last in the league in walks for years, like mm-hmm. from like 2017 to 2019. I think they were like one of the bottom bottom of the barrel teams in mm-hmm. walks every year. Last and, year were we or no? Uh, we really didn't walk that much last year either. We were more middle of the pack, but we've just kind of, uh, I don't I don't know. It's like a, I think it's more of a philosophy thing. And you know what's funny? Last year we we led the league in um or not the league we led the AL in home runs, correct? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think that has a lot to do with that as well. It's just yeah. being more patient at the point. Exactly. I think like this year we I mean we're we're last in the league in home runs and and exactly. we we have the best record. So what does yeah. that say? I think I think eventually when the bats start, I think. Uh, since we're working deeper counts, uh, pitchers are going to start missing a lot more. I think a lot of the guys just haven't hit the ball at the ballpark, but but now they're starting to hit gaps. Mm-hmm. So when you start hitting gaps and you start hitting the ball the other way, you're going to eventually they're not going to know where to pitch you. So eventually they're going to start missing out of the plate, and right. then the ball's going to leave the ballpark. Yeah, like, Abreu has yet to be a, a big home run hitter, you know, as yeah. as he has been in past been, years. Yeah, uh, he's been starting too lately, but that's that's been like a past week type thing, mm-hmm. you know, not the whole season. And with Grandal. I mean, his three-run homer the other night. You know, he's yeah, two days in a row. Right. So, so. I, I think I think it's going to start happening. I think Moncada's really close to starting to do it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I mean, Andrew Vaughn just hit his first yesterday, so I think he's going to hit the ground running. Dude, I mean, Billy Hamilton, 4 for 4 yesterday. You know what he asked for? Yeah. I don't, I don't know if the ball is really going to fly out of the ballpark <laughs> much with him, but I think no. the other guys are, gonna, are really close. Um, I think. I, I, I really I really like that we are, aren't relying on it, though, because last year I felt like our, our offense will go stagnant if, uh, if the guy is keeping the ball in the ballpark. Yeah, yeah exactly, because we're not getting as many hits. We're getting more, uh, a lot of, like, solo bombs and, and just, stuff like that. I mean, just in, to think that we have the highest batting average and the most walks, I, and I've noticed this, too, it just seems like we always have guys on base. Exactly. That, like, that puts literally so much always. pressure onto the pitcher because – a pitcher's stress like stress amount and the like the wear and tear in their arm mm-hmm. depends on how stressful the pitches they're throwing. It's not necessarily the quantity. Uh, I think it's I think it's huge that because guys are getting gassed from just having someone on constantly on first base, constantly pressured and constantly stressed throughout their whole outing. Like, I'll be yeah, I'll be watching games with my dad. It's like all right, we didn't score a run in this inning, but. He pitched twenty five pitches, you know. Exactly. So it's it's that's what we're making pitchers do every inning. It seems exactly. like twenty pitches right around there. And then and then we got guys that are willing to fend off pitches and they're putting the ball in play. That's that's huge on a team. I mean, Nick Madrigal not striking out very often. With the, they had some stats. It was on Mother's Day. He when a when a when a pitch is in the strike zone, he's a ninety nine point one percent contact rate when swinging. Yeah. In general, even if it's not in the strike zone, it was like ninety four point nine. Yeah, all first in the league, um, highest batting average with two strikes. He's it's in the upper three hundreds. It's yeah. just like he's almost better with two strikes at this point. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, it's crazy. We got guys like him, uh, guys like your mean Mercedes who. Who doesn't even pick his foot up on two strikes because he's trying to put the ball in play yeah. all the time? And yesterday it worked out. I mean, he had a he had a base hit up the middle on a pitch that was like at his shoulders. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, it's it's ridiculous at this point. And then Tim Anderson, he's always putting the ball in play. So it's yeah, he's batting right around three hundred. I mean, the fact that Yerman's still leading the league in average is is honestly yeah. surprising. Yeah, you it's, know, it's it's pretty crazy. He came into the league ready to hit. I mean, you gotta you gotta really uh, give him a hand for that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, he. I really like his approach a lot. That's why I feel like it's actually sustainable because yeah. he's swinging. He's swinging for. Uh, I mean, to hit the light tower every time. But, <laughs> but when he gets the two strikes, he's he's shortening much up. more defensive. Yeah, he's shortening up. He's not even. He's not picking up his foot. He's just trying to put the ball in play. I mean, I love. I love that about him. I yep. mean, that's you don't really see rookies like doing that. No, you know? and, he, and he is twenty nine, so he's been around the block. But he yeah. is. He's still an MLB rookie. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's pretty crazy seeing like all these guys for the first time, and he's going out there. And actually, he's just hitting constantly. You know, yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. It's, it's just a great time to be a White Sox fan, honestly. Yeah, definitely. And then, uh, I mean, if if they can, I, I'm hoping that they can win eight or nine of out of these twelve games uh, for this division. I mean, against these divisional opponents, and mm-hmm. then that'll create a solid gap. I mean, the Indians are pretty hot right now, but I don't. It's not sustainable. I don't have much faith in them. I mean, they personally. Are, yeah, I know. It's <laughs> like Shane Bieber. Well, I mean, like Zach, I mean, yeah, they have a good rotation. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And then the two guys in the back end, it's going to be pretty tough if you if they have the lead come into like the seventh eighth inning. But mm. either way, I just don't have any faith in their offense long term. No, yeah, for they, sure. It's like either Jose Ramirez or Franmil goes deep. If not, uh, it, they're scoring. Mio. They're scoring one run. That is an absolute unit of a human being. Oh, I know. He's he's absolutely massive. Uh, <laughs> he he's like I don't know. I, he reminds me of like a. A grown man version of Eloy. He's not as good, <laughs> yeah. but like he's just he just like Eloy. If he like, I don't know if he just aged like ten years. <laughs> it's just it. It's crazy to me that like 
we we literally don't have two of our starting outfielders. Oh yeah, I mean, imagine if we did. I I don't I don't think it would be any doubt that we're the best team in baseball if we had both of them. To be honest with you, it's just especially it's with the crazy. rotation. It's crazy. Yeah, I I I think I think our our lineup is still top tier even without them. Oh yeah, honestly. for sure. And then Adam Engel, what's going on with? Uh, he had a setback. Uh. On his hamstring a few weeks back, but okay. he should be back. Tony Larusa said he should be back sometime this month, so hopefully that's within like next week or so. But who knows? Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be it would be really ideal having him back. I oh think, yeah, that would be huge. I think honestly, a lot of people uh, underrate him. Uh, he's been he's been really good for uh, a couple years now, actually, and uh, he, his defense is pretty unmatched out there. So I think the depth he would provide, uh, not having Louis Garcia play every day and not having Billy Hamilton have to play as much as he does, you know, I think uh, that would be huge for us. All right, and as it stands right now, I'd say our outfield defense is still pretty good. You know, we got oh, yeah. we have we got Eaton and, um, and Hamilton, huge speed. Yeah, and Leori's not even, bad out yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, Vaughn, Vaughn's actually been good out there. I mm. I was saying out there, I had faith in him being able to play left field. A lot of people were saying like, oh, he's not gonna be able to do it. He's not gonna mm. be able to do it. I mean, he's it's. There's no doubt in my mind he hasn't played it before. You right. know, like he's he's played he uh he practiced a lot at the alternate site at Schaumburg last year, but I think I think he's just he put the time in in this in spring training. Uh I don't know how much he was putting in like before Eloy got yeah. hurt, but he definitely put in a lot after he got hurt. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh I mean he's been he's came prepared every day. I mean, I can't really think of any plays where he's really cost us anything, you know. Yeah. He's made he's made some a few sliding catches and diving catches and stuff. Yeah. So I, I feel pretty good about him out there, and I mean his arm isn't the worst either. He's got a better arm than Eloy out there, so yep. I I feel all right. I mean I'm honestly cool with trotting him out in left field every day, like like for the re- like for his career. Honestly, personally, mm-hmm. I I think he's a he's better out there than Eloy already. So I mean, yeah, yeah, defensively for sure, exactly. And and he just picked up his big first or his first big league homer, I exactly. should say. Yeah, um, and and his on he's been getting on base consistently he's been hating consistently so i mean the powers the power has been uh going to come around it's think, awesome yeah, yeah. He's what's gonna, what's he batting right now uh he's he has his slash line is around like uh 270s ish uh 360s ish and uh like cl- a little under 400 not bad so like once the slugging comes around he's going to be like uh, a va- like a an above average MLB hitter already in his in his rookie season. I know. So like I mean, what else can you really ask for? And there was even talks that like this was a premature like bringing him up, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like for him to be already doing this well. Yeah, so it's, has, it's huge. He has a 756 OPS. He's hitting 257 with a 364 on base percentage and a 392. That's slugging. not bad at all. So like if he gets his slugging up to what I think it easily could be in his rookie season which is around like the 440 450 range that's easily an 800 ops Mm -hmm. so like i mean that's what else can you really ask for out of the guy you know know, it's (laughs) his first year in the league exactly never even played above a high a ball so like that's ridiculous i mean he skipped double a skipped triple a he literally like didn't even play last year basically yeah i mean it's it's (laughs) it's honestly just crazy to even hear that you know yeah yeah, and he's and he's oh, and he's twenty three years old. Yeah, he's willing to take a walk. He he has uh he only he has twenty two strikeouts this year. It's not even a crazy amount, mm-hmm. and he has uh, eleven walks, which is solid. So I'm cool. I'm cool with like everything he's been doing so far. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but yeah, it's, I'm looking at Nick Madrigal right now. Six strikeouts he has this year. That's, yeah, that's insane. And a few of them are uh, called strike threes on bad pitches too, which mm-hmm. is crazy. So I mean. Like strikeouts, he deserves probably like three or four, <laughs> personally. Yeah. But 
I mean, either way, he's he's been uh he's been a solid hitter. Uh, I mean, obviously, he's never going to hit for that much power, but I mean, uh, it, that's not what we're looking for, though. Yeah, you know? he has five doubles so far. So, I mean, eventually, he's going to start he's going to start finding gaps more. I think mm-hmm. uh, once he gets more comfortable, uh, once he wants to, once he like starts swinging a little harder, maybe like uh, once he gets more comfortable, but. I mean, either way, if he doesn't end up hitting like home runs like that, I really don't care. Who do you think at the end of the season is going to be the team MVP? Uh, personally, for me, I think it. I I don't know. I I want to say like I want to say like one of the usuals, but I. I don't know. I I want to stick to my gut and say it's still going to be Yohan Moncada. Personally, that's exactly. I was literally going to say Moncada. Yeah. yeah. I I think that he's just on the brink of finally starting to get really hot. Uh, yesterday he had a double, uh, but he's just I don't know. I just really feel it coming from him. I mm-hmm. I really do. Uh, I I like the way he's been seeing the ball lately, and I think I think he's gonna carry it over. Like the first week he started out like sluggish, but he's looked solid. Like I don't feel like he ever looks overmatched. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. And uh, I think eventually he's gonna start hitting the ball out of the ballpark, and then his numbers are gonna just jump up because he's hitting around like league average right now without the power. Right. So, once the power comes around, he's going to start smoking the ball. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I mean, it's it, and it's it's funny to note that everyone was kind of calling for uh, Grandall's head at the beginning <laughs> of the season. And, yeah. and then now, like, I mean, he's got to be the most walked player in the league, right? Yeah, he has the most walks yeah. in the league. Uh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, I... He, I don't, I don't get it. Like he's always, he's been getting on base the whole year. That's the that's crazy all that thing. really matters. You yeah, know exactly. I mean? He's been getting on base all year. He's just, it's just been a bit of tough luck, to be honest with you. His strikeout rate has been down, and he's been hitting the ball harder than like he did last year. So it's just like it. He just had, uh, he just had a lot of unlucky at bats. I mean, don't get me wrong. He should probably hit the ball the opposite way a little more. But yeah. either way, I mean, the power is going to come eventually because they can't just keep walking him every at bat. They're going to get the, they're going to throw him something in the zone. And then, as you see when they throw him things in the zone that he he smokes it yeah like, he, no, seriously like he's he's gonna hit he's gonna hit 25 to 30 bombs he's gonna have a, a 370 to 400 on base percentage mm-hmm. and and he's gonna play solid defensive catcher i mean and he's gonna frame well and call a good game so i mean he he's as as advertised i just don't get why people just they get stuck in the average argument but then they don't look at his on base yeah percentage. here's a <laughs> Here's a headline. Yasmani Grandal has one of the wonkiest slash lines you'll ever see. This is from for <laughs> Fangraphs Baseball. I mean, that is true. Yeah, he's batting 113 and his his on-base percentage is 378. I mean, that's just absurd, you know. And it's <laughs> yeah. it's crazy that even like they compared it with all the other seasons and and second all times like when Barry Bonds was getting on base over yeah. 60% of the time and his differential is it's yeah, his his batting average to on base percentage differential is the highest of all time. Yeah, and say like we're thirty five games into the season, but still, you know yeah, what exactly. I mean? It's 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 crazy. <laughs> a crazy stat is Yasmani Grandal is a one thirty two average with a one twenty one weighted runs created plus, which calculates uh like your your hitting to the league average mm-hmm. uh like with ballparks and all that stuff calculated into it. And so he's twenty one percent better than the average major league player hitting one one twenty one because of his on base percentage and because of his slugging percentage going up a little bit. And that hasn't even really came around yet. So when his slugging percentage goes up and his on base is going to stay there, I guarantee uh-huh. it. Uh, he, his his weighted runs created plus is going to be sitting around like one forty, one fifty. Like that's and that's just what's in his the league. what's league average? A hundred. Hundred. Yeah. So 
It basically Man. just like the percentage above that. That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Hitting 121. He's 21% better still. <laughs> like that's that's outrageous. Like I mean, I get like how people would say that's not sustainable, but I feel like that's that's um that's a sign of like progression. Like like that's positive regression coming, you know? Because yeah. like it's just been a, a grain of like tough luck. And I feel like and I feel like the tough luck is the thing that's not going to be sustainable, you exactly. know. Exactly. It's just he's been getting unlucky. Yeah, cuz he hits the ball hard. It's not like it's not like he's just uh he's just hitting weak contact and mm. he's just been getting lucky and getting walked a lot. It's right. just he he's been walking for a long time. Like like that's been like a trend that he's had. He mm. he walked it's over 100 never, times his last time with the Brewers. It's never been this exactly prominent in his game, but it's it's great, honestly. Yeah. I think it's a very overlooked um not only stat but just like asset to the game, you know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. Cuz people mean, like you said earlier, people see that batting average and they're like I mean, batting average means less and less. I feel like, you yeah. know what I mean, just it's, in general. Yeah, getting I like a walk is just the same as a hit. It's the same thing. Head. It's literally it, it serves the same purpose. Obviously, if you're hitting for extra bases, it's different. Mm-hmm. But that you'd I, like you you have to you have to hit eventually. Like, don't get me wrong, but walk a walk is just fine with me, especially to lead off an inning. Yeah, and as a team, I mean, we have uh, a lot of that has to do with Yasmani, I'm sure. But yeah. even as a team, we have the most walks in the league. So yeah. and um. In years past, we haven't seen that. You exactly. Know? I think adding, I think guys like Yermin, who's willing to take a walk, uh, Mancada's always been willing to take a walk, and uh, Adam Meaton's willing to take one also. I think those guys Vaughn. just add an element. Yeah, Vaughn also. Uh, Even so I, Madrigal. Yeah. You know? So I, I, I feel, yeah, I I think uh, that adds just a huge element to our team. It puts a lot of pressure on the other team a lot. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I... Overall, uh, the team's been really good. I mean, to touch on Tony LaRusso a little bit, I think, personally, I think uh, he was getting scrutinized a little mu- too much too early. Like, don't get yeah. me wrong, he did some he did some wonky things that probably shouldn't have been done. Mm-hmm. He admitted some things he probably shouldn't have admitted. But either way, I, I think... I, I don't know. I kind of like it, though. You know, he's, he's owning up to, like... Yeah. He's taking, the, he's taking the flack for the guys if it is the guy's fault. Yeah, know? exactly. I. It's just... I don't know. I think... I think the uh, I think he was scrutinized too early, like people calling for his job. Like you just you kind of have to write it out. You can't fire a midseason, especially yeah. if the team has a good record. It's just not justifiable. Yeah. I get it, but like I don't know. I I think he's made some good moves that people just don't want to give him credit for. Mm-hmm. Like definitely because um, of the bad moves. You know exactly. Like putting crochet with first and third, and, uh, one out or was it one out or no outs? Uh, the first game of the Twins uh, series. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I feel like that was a good move, uh, I, but a lot of people really wouldn't say it. Like, they would just be like, oh, that's the obvious move. But, yeah. I mean, he made it, you know? Right. So, I Yeah, I nobody's know. nobody's giving him credit for the good moves. They're only kind of picking apart things that change. Yeah. So. I mean, they got the lineup gripes, but I feel like there's just the always there, there's always the lineup guys like that just complain about the lineup no matter what. Yeah. Like, and oh, we've had some perfect lineups this year, like, yeah. according to fans' eyes. So. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, the, the, obviously, I mean, they know they know something we don't, you know, just, like, inside the organization. Exactly. It just boils and, down to that. And sometimes the front office uh, has a lot more say in the lineup making than a lot of people know. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you don't know you don't know what, what the analytics department's bringing down to his uh, to his desk and his right. office every day, you right. know? So like I mean, who knows? Maybe they're maybe they're making the lineup for him. Like a lot of time, that's how it is. They'll put the lineup in his office, right? <laughs> and then he's he like, might oh, like okay. tweak like one thing exactly. <laughs> so who, like nobody really knows, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
But, I mean, either way, if he is not a good manager like everyone thinks or a lot of people think, uh, I think managers in baseball are kind of overrated, like their effect on the game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, at the end of the day, if the pitcher throws a complete game shutout, what does the manager have to do with that? Well, you know? Put him out there. <laughs> exactly. It's like, come on. Uh, I mean, like if the line if the lineup scores 15 runs, would it like? I mean, sure, I guess he put it together, but most of those guys are probably going to hit no matter what because you can't. How many different lineups can you really have? There's exactly. Only so many guys. Yeah. There's only yeah. There's only a few different. Honestly, there's only a few different lineups you could put out there each night. So. Exactly. Maybe the order a little different, but yeah. like. I don't know. I, like over one game, I don't think that really makes a huge difference. Exactly. Like I, I think it, it, at the end of the day, it's like man to man. Larusa came into a, a great, a great roster, a great program exactly. already. So it's like you know what yeah. I mean. If anything, it's a win in spite of type thing. But I don't mm-hmm. even think it's like that. To be honest with yeah. you, I think he's just. I think it's just kind of a neutral thing. I think obviously there's going to be wrong moves made. These guys aren't going to have it sometimes. But like you, at the end of the day, you you gotta you kind of gotta blame the player. You can't blame the coach. I mean, like. He like most of the guys in the bullpen like have had success besides Jose Ruiz who's been solid actually this year but uh, like everyone else has had success in the majors I mean if they don't come out there with their A game I mean how is that his fault I mean right. I guess it's his choice like putting in that guy but how is he who who is he to predict if the guy's going to have it or not you know that's why I think exactly. that manager's effect on the game is a little overrated Exactly yeah um I'd have to agree um LaRouche is definitely getting too much hate. Uh, it's 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 too early in the season. And, you know, this guy's been there, done that. So he knows yeah, what's up. Exactly. He's uh, 15 wins shy of the second most wins all time. Yep. He's 15 wins shy of the most ever? Yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> oh, I mean, no, the second most. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, so we'll see that this season. Yeah. Um, other than that, we're looking forward to the rest of the year. Um, it's going to be exciting. That's all yeah, I can say. Yeah, definitely. So. Uh, thank you guys for joining us this week. Um, these episodes will be on the Glacier, uh, posted later this week or Monday. Uh, the library also posts these episodes. So uh, thank you guys for joining us and, uh, probably our last episode of the semester. So hopefully we'll catch you guys in a few months. Peace.